0: Hi, and welcome to The Research Room, a space to make research by the people, for the people. And we are going to continue with more Falsifiable Fridays. Um, And also continuing with all the ridiculous things that women have to go through. So... um, what i want to do today is I want to jump into some scenarios. And for these scenarios, I want you to pretend that you are a pregnant woman coming to a doctor's mm-hmm. office. Everything that I'm going to be talking about today um, is going to be uh, basically a, a conversation that has happened uh, in the office. Or if not a, a conversation that happened like in the office, it was some thoughts that women had after a doctor's visit. And so I want you to actually put yourself in these situations and see, what do you think? How would you feel um, after some of these conversations? And I'll I'll go ahead and discuss um, more about um, just the commonalities that uh, women, unfortunately, have to face here. So first scenario, let's say you come in and you are You're going into labor, right? During the labor, something goes wrong. And you're being moved from department to department, and then eventually to another hospital. You end up getting a c-section without anyone actually telling you that you're going to be getting the c-section and what's what has been happening, what has what wrong has been happening here. So after all this happens, you are thinking to yourself, but nobody. Not the hospital, not the second hospital. Nobody told me about what happened. They never told me about it. All they told me was that the uterus erupted and there were complications. That's why I didn't understand. I was like, what is that? They still weren't telling me anything. They felt like they wanted me to get better. And they didn't want to cause more stress upon my recovery. So if this happened, how would you feel? Without telling you that what was actually wrong here, if the uterus explodes, what does that mean even? How might that impact yourself and your newborn child? And also having to move from place to place without any kind of explanation and then having to be cut open uh, through a c-section without your any kind of like consent or warning or anything how would you feel by the end of that there's no right or wrong answer but I am wondering how would you feel so that's one scenario one actual experience that a woman has gone through let's do more. <laughs> let's say you're talking to your doctor and you say this, I'd like to do a little more research and um, that I don't want to get vaccinated at the moment. So you're pregnant, you're here, the doctor has been wanting you to get uh, vaccinated or asking you if you want to get vaccinated. You're saying, no, I want to do a little bit more research first. Cool, right? The doctor then responds, well, I thought you cared about your children, but if that's not the case, then you're free to go. Wow, <laughs> right? That is, that's uh, it's quite a bold uh, statement uh, to be saying. Uh, quite a, quite a like critical, judgy statement, right? To just like hear from someone who's supposed to be caring about like your actual health. Um, they I mean, even if they don't care uh, on like a moral kind of level, um, although I mean they're ethically like they have to, but like still. Let's say they don't actually, they're still getting paid to care. They're getting paid a lot of money to care. And then they're just gonna kind of like say this and like swat you away. Like that that seems like maybe that doctor crossed the line there, right? Maybe maybe there is truth to that sentiment, but like that's not the way to say it. That's definitely not the way to say it. That's not going to persuade anyone <laughs> to do anything to guilt them and with such negativity. So, yes, another scenario here. How do you feel? What would you have said? Next one. <clears throat> so in this one, the, the situation starts off a certain way. And then after a certain point, it comp- takes like a complete like one eighty. It goes like completely different direction. So what happens? What happens here? Uh, let's say the doctor asks you, "Okay, why are you here?" I say, uh, or you say in, in this uh, uh, situation, I was just wanting to get a wellness checkup. My back has been um, actually hurting a, a lot uh, recently. Um, it feels like maybe it's swollen. And the doctor just uh, retorts, okay, we'll or a test, anything else? And then you end up saying, Well, I remember that in a class that I took at UC Berkeley a few years ago, the professor said that a swollen back could actually be a sign of malnutrition. Is that true? Um, And the doctor goes, Whoa, wow, (laughs) you went to UC Berkeley? That's amazing. Uh, What a great education you got. Um, Yeah, I mean, that could be true. Um, Let me ask you a few more questions and see if we're actually doing the right tests here. You respond, Thank you. Yeah, you're grateful. Uh, Like, thank you for listening to me. Um, But then after that visit, maybe start to think to yourself, like, would that person have cared if uh, if I didn't mention that I went to UC Berkeley? Like, why did their tone change so much? They they felt like they knew what they're doing before they were in controlled situation, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, they you actually want to like learn more about my situation here? Um, yeah, that. Uh, well, what would you do in that instance? Something as simple as like, oh, I went to a certain university, that I even went to university, right? Like any any of that doesn't actually matter. And yet, it changes the, the flow of the conversation so much. How would you feel after that? Okay, next one. Um, this is, honestly, this is just like a quote. <laughs> um, but I think you would still be able to put yourself in this situation here. So, the quote is, I remember when I got tested for the pregnancy and found out I was pregnant. Um, they mentioned that I still had a few weeks left to get an abortion. I was like, what? I don't know if this is something you should save someone, uh, or maybe because I appeared a certain way, maybe I was too poor to have a kid, or maybe I just didn't have good insurance. Um Yeah, what do you what do you think of that? Someone who just found out something so potentially positive, right? Um, I mean, they, they went in to, to get that pregnancy test, knowingly, uh, to some degree, and then you're met with this, <laughs> that yeah, you can get an abortion, you have time. That seems wrong, right? Like, wh- why, why didn't you say other options? Why was this the only option that you decided to say? Why didn't you tell me about like how to have a healthier child? Why don't you think I have the resources in order to do that? Why don't you give me the resources in order to do that? How do you actually feel in that that situation? Is it actually innocuous, right? Like is that maybe maybe they really didn't mean anything by it. But I feel like you kind of have to question like if that's the only thing that's coming out of your mouth. Like maybe there is something uh, happening here. Okay, next one. (laughs) So let's say you go to the doctor's office and they ask how you are. They ask if you have any concerns. And then they also say, uh, we had a chance to look over your file and we saw that you um, have had a premature baby before. Let's discuss the likelihood of this happening again and what is a plan of action that could help you prevent another high-risk pregnancy. And what to do if it happens again? Let's make a plan together. So if a doctor approaches you in this kind of manner, they're asking about how you are, they're asking if you have concerns, um, and then they see something that could be flagged, right? They bring it up, (laughs) and then they actually are willing to give more information and willing to work with you. We can make a plan together, right? This whole idea, it sounds great. How would you feel after that? (laughs) I hope that you would feel good. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah, there are some other worries, of course, but like at least you feel supported in this situation. And so with all the scenarios that I had here, um, I think I had five in total. With all of these scenarios, one of them was made up which one do you think was made up was the one about uh, the doctor just kind of like saying something about abortion that hey maybe if you wanted you can get it is it the one where they just kind of opened up (laughs) a woman uh without ever like telling her what was happening Is it the one with uh, the whole university thing? That seems kind of crazy, right? That, hey, just because you went to a certain school, I'm going to talk to you differently. None of those. No, of course not. Those three were right. There's the last one. The last one, actually, I mean, I'm sure it happens, but in this research study, that is not what happened. (laughs) Um, This research study that I'm talking about and where I got these scenarios from It's all about the experiences of women who are pregnant and not just any woman, these are women of color. And so if you've never had these experiences, great. I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, the the healthcare system has supported you and you've been able to turn to them and get the, the kind of care that you need. Perhaps for others of you, you heard these scenarios, and you were taken back to a time where you've been treated that way, regardless of your background, right? But also, potentially, you are more likely to feel this kind of way or something similar if you're also a woman of color. And so I wanted to make sure that I I bring up this point uh, in particular, is that it's, it's not necessarily just, women but and although of course there's there's plenty of things that come with just being a woman but it's this idea of intersectional identities that if you're a woman and also a person of color you now have multiple um, minority statuses that you have to work through you have multiple statuses that society is uh, trying to control you and course you with It's not to say that all women of color have bad experiences. That's also not true. But just the likelihood of it happening when you have multiple things that society is deeming is not good, right? This kind of stuff happens and it's more likely to happen. And so, what this research did was um, the study they they got some women of color um uh, to do an interview and in these interviews they asked these questions about like i mean what has the experience been it was a very open-ended kind of like dialogue between the two um the interviewer and the the woman of color all women of color in in this case um they had to have um, been postpartum uh, within uh, six months to a year so relatively recent experiences here. And so, um, for the most part, um, I mean, this, this study could have gone multiple different ways, right? It could have been nothing but like positive experiences, but that wasn't the case. The thing that was most common across all these women is that there are, are these negative experiences that were occurring. And so, with those uh, experiences, um, I mean, it's it's good to just kind of like shed light on that and spread more awareness of it. Hopefully, in order to like do something about that. But if nothing else, in this moment, at least to appreciate that, like, hey, your experience might not be what other people are experiencing. That there are still ways, but in which that the healthcare system is disproportionately negatively affecting certain people. And so there are three main themes that came out um, from these interviews um, that were um, collected and um, talked about in this um, article. First one was um, the way in which providers saw their patients changed the way that they presented information to them. So if the doctors or anyone else on the healthcare team, if they saw their um, patient in a certain way, that changed what information they were telling them and we see that very clearly with like the the uc berkeley kind of example that because somebody has attained a little bit more education or maybe education from a well um uh, reputable kind of like university as if all universities aren't kind of doing the exact same thing and also as if the education at uc berkeley is actually better than other less well-known universities there's a lot i can say on that but uh, for another video um so yeah as if that actually matters right um other things of course um do this this have the same sort of effect it's not just education other things about like socioeconomic status your insurance the color of your skin all of that also played a role, and so if they if they know something and you can see that actual like visible switch, maybe you're darker skinned, Emma, but you say that you're from a more European country. The ways in which a doctor might look at you is gonna be a little bit different. So. That's that's the one big thing, uh, and with that also comes this idea that, I mean, people always want knowledge. People don't want to be left in the dark. People also don't want to be like just so completely like controlled by their doctors or anyone for that matter, and so they want to be able to have conversations. They want to be able to have actual autonomy and decision making process, and that doesn't happen as often when you are a woman of color, and so simply being perceived this way, the doctors will talk to you differently. The next theme that um, happened here was um, having a relationship with a provider is important and privilege plays a role in creating that relationship. So very similar to what I was just talking about, but the idea that Yes, all this information is important. One way to get information is by like having this connection and not just to get information, to be able to like give information to. Who are you going to be most comfortable giving information to? Someone that you are connected with. If you're connected with your doctor, you're more likely to be able to talk about things and not feel like you're going to be judged, right? And these are such like personal private things too, right? Like you, you want to have that like freedom and space to be able to talk about it. So um, the participants in the study, they're saying that the relationship is pretty important. Um, They wanna be able to build that. They feel like they're not able to. And so privilege does play a role here. Um, Again, we see that in the the UC Berkeley kind of case that as soon as they say they're the university, they are now a person of more privilege. And they were able to create that relationship that they wanted. The doctor was much more happy to talk to them and actually share information, have dialogue. One other thing that goes on with this, though, um, which is kind of the the flip side. Actually, no, there's two more things I want to say on this. One is that um, with privilege, um, like, yes, it sounds great to feel like the doctors respect you a little bit more, but it does also mean that sometimes they will assume things that they maybe shouldn't be assuming because you're a person that has an education, but all of a sudden you have all these other resources. That's just not how it works, right? Especially when you're a person uh, of minority status. Just because you are privileged in one area doesn't simply mean that like you've, you've gotten the full network of privilege. And so they might assume that like you have... Other like wellness centers they like, go to. Maybe you live in like a really good area and like that's just, that's prevalent and you can do that. That you have certain foods available to you, that you have certain, that you have the money to spend uh, to get the things that you need and that would really aid in the pregnancy. Those kinds of things are just kind of assumed and it's like, no, I'm like, hey, I still actually need help here. Um, forget that I went to UC Berkeley. Like, help me here. So that that happens. And then the other thing is that in order to connect with um, doctors, people were also saying, the women in, in this case, were also saying that they, they wish that they could see more doctors that look like them. And when they actually come across that, they feel a little bit better. And that's likely because they've had like not great experiences with people that don't look like them. It's not to say that there is objectively something better. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't but at least because of this experience, when they're able to uh, get to a doctor that has at least a similar background, if not the same background, then that helps quite a bit. They're able to talk a little bit more. Um, They feel like um, their worries are a little bit more understood. The other barriers might be understood uh, better as well. And then those kind of conversations are just gonna be different than someone who hasn't had to deal with that before. And then there's the last one. The last thing is that there are just all these other barriers when it comes to healthcare, right? And this is not just for specifically um, pregnancy, but this happens regardless. You can see how this might be more important when it comes to pregnancy, but some things um, that come to mind are things like access to information. It could be your actual insurance. It could be um, difficulty accessing services. It could be having fragmented care coordination. So, what does that mean? That means that um, does the the doctor that you usually go to do they have the information from all the other specialists that you have to go to? Because when you're pregnant, you're not just ne- you're not necessarily just seeing one doctor. You're seeing multiple doctors because they have different expertise, and so. Are they all coordinating together? Maybe you have other health needs. And is that being passed along to your main doctor? Do you even have a main doctor? Do you have to keep going from doctor to doctor? This whole idea of fragmentation, um, it hurts quite a bit, right? <laughs> so that happens. That's another barrier. Um, having short visits. Uh, and maybe even especially short because the doctor is not willing to engage in conversation. They just want to like direct Orders and then you go on your way. Transportation. Um, that is a huge one. Who knows how close the closest doctor is that can actually deal with these kinds of like pregnancy issues. And how can you get there? Maybe it's something like childcare. Maybe you have other children that you have to be taken care of, and now you also have to be going to the doctor. Maybe it's something about inconsistent providers, that again, that like maybe you have to keep hopping from from doctor to doctor. Maybe there is a lack of diversity within the providers that everyone is of a different racial ethnic background or of different socioeconomic background or of a different educational background, all these things. Um, And that uh, get in the way of, of connecting, right? or also with this idea of um, a lack of racial ethnic concordance between patients and providers and so all that means is that i'm not able to get to a doctor that has that background that's the same as me. that there that concordance there which people have said that that's what they prefer um and I, yeah i mean it totally makes sense not even just like for the reasons that i've stated already but like how nice it would be for a child to come in to a world where they can also see that there's other similar people to them. The ways in which that is celebrated, uh, or could be celebrated, I guess, that isn't necessarily celebrated now. I think that's a great environment to, to be in. And to choose that totally makes sense. So... Um, That's all I wanted to say here. Honestly, I I really just wanted to to be able to talk uh, about actual evidence for what's happening here. These systemic ways in which people remain devalued in society. And so I don't really have anything else other than like, if you if you think that you can do something about this great like also let me know uh, i feel like i i have skills that would be able to contribute to this as well uh, from the research background if you come across this and you feel like you can do something about this like let me know i i very honestly like would want to be able to help with these kinds of issues if i can right if not eventually we'll find a way but um, if you have anything in mind, let me know. Um, There's a whole much more, a whole bunch more information on this. Again, this is on roomforresearch.com and also on social media at room research. And so, if you want to check that out, cool. If not, um, we're going to continue discussing women uh, for the next two weeks. Um, we have more topics to cover here. And so until next time, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. And bye for now.